All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. And we're off. I think your horse might be missing a leg. <laughs> I think my horse is missing a lot of things besides a leg, but it's besides... But... Has your horse been drinking? As often as possible. Yay! It's the only way to be a, an effective horse. And a happy horse, because everybody wants a happy horse. What's the song? Something about beer for my horses, whiskey for my men? Yes. 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 They can have, my horse can have all the beer, because I don't like it. It's I nasty. prefer save a horse and ride a cowboy, though. Oh, me too. Yeah. Mm. All right. Mm. We'll drink to that. Anyway, welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Hi, guys. How are you? Hope you're doing well today. Absolutely. Andrew was going to join us today, but he had his eyes dilated, so he can't drive. Oops. Yes. Maybe next time. Absolutely. How are you, Mary? What's new in your life? Good. What you drinking, Mary? What you drinking? As much as possible. Yay! We're drinking something yummy today. We're drinking a wine from Leelana Cellars. Hell yeah, we like we like wine from a lot of places. Yes, yes, we do. Leela knows the Michigan wine. We'll take it. Mm-hmm. See? Freaking delicious. Yeah. So you want to tell us about what's happening on the other podcast, Mary? Yeah, I would. Um, You'd love to? I would. I would love to. would love to. Today is the 27th of June. Yes, yes, it is. What what played this last week? What plays this next week? Talk yeah. to us. Tell yeah. us. Yeah, okay. So Murder Mission from Moscato, which comes out every Wednesday morning at 6 a.m., uh, is entitled The Wrong Place at the Wrong Time. It is episode number 22. <gasps> 22? 22. Good yes. Lord, how did that happen? In this episode, Hannah brings us historic medicine. The question is, was it real treatment or was it actual torture? Hmm. You decide. Yes. Mary brings us The Man in the Chimney, a 27-year-old solved disappearance. Yeah. That was... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And what have we got coming up this next week? June 30th, Mary. What do we got coming up? For the following week? Yeah. You want to know what's coming up the week after that, too? I do. Oh, my God. All right. <clears throat> so, Murder, Mischief, and Moscato on June 30th. Another one bites the dust. That would be episode number 23. There's a Chinese family who has to decide, should they break the law in order to fulfill their dead son's wishes? And then we learn about the brides in the bathtub. Ooh, the brides in the bathtub. Many wives, many, many names, many, many murders. Many, many, many's. Many, many, many dead many, wives. Many, yes. Um, and after that, July 4th is up. And Murder, Mischief, and Moscato actually did a bonus episode for Sunday, July 4th. Don't try this at home. Yes. That, and that one will be fun. That one will be a lot, a lot of fun. All right. And so, yeah, Murder, Mischief, and Moscato, every Wednesday, comes out at 6 in the morning. High five them. Us. High five. If you happen to be listening and you have a podcast of your own and you would like to cross advertise advertise with us. You started that with, if you're listening to us, I think they are. (laughs) I think they are. If you are willingly listening to us. (laughs) Anyway, if you happen to... Be a listener who has a podcast of your own. Hit us up. Hit us up. We would love to hear from you. We would love to 
have you guest on our podcast. We'd love to cross-advertise with you. Whatever we can do to help you be successful, we would really love to do that. So please just reach out and let's see what we can work out for you. Yes, if you go to our Facebook, which is uh, Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know on Facebook, all of our links are on there. Our Gmail's on there. Our Twitter's on there. Everything's on there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Hell yeah, y'all. Woo, woo. All right, so National Bomb Pop Day, June 27th. Yes. You probably didn't even know there was a National Bomb Pop Day. I can't say I did. Do you like bomb pops? I don't think I've had one in years, although I sell all natural ones at work. Even as a kid, I wasn't a popsicle person. I'm, yeah, I'm, so, it's yeah. kind of a weird thing for me. I don't really eat a lot of that kind of stuff. I don't. I didn't even eat it as a child. Perfect for a hot summer day. The original rocket-shaped but confusingly named Bomb Pop was first invented in 1955 by D.S. Abernathy and James Merritt for Kansas City, Missouri's Merritt Foods. The iconic red, white, and blue was flavored cherry, lime, and blue raspberry. When Merritt Foods eventually shut down operations in 1991, Bomb Pop Manufacturing was sold off to Iowa-based Wells Dairy slash Wells Enterprises. The frozen confections are still made today in Lamar's, Iowa, so enjoy a bomb today, and don't forget to hashtag National Bomb Pop Day on your social media. Oh, all right. So, happy National Bomb Pop Day. Happy Sunday. Well, you guys can eat a bomb pop. I would rather eat my national day. June 27th is National Ice Cream Cake Day. Ooh. Who doesn't love ice cream? Who doesn't love cake? Together they create the perfect dessert for almost any occasion. Oh, yeah. Birthdays, reunions, retirements, funerals, Wednesdays. Wednesdays. (laughs) Made out of layers of cake, ice cream, and added surprises. Like cookies, candy, fudge. There are no end to the possibilities. No, there really are. The original... The origin of ice cream cake seems to be a mystery, but there is no debate as to their yumminess. Oh, no. So, run out and grab yourself a piece. Or a coal cake. (laughs) And a fork. Go grab yourself a piece. Don't tell your wife you're grabbing a piece, though, because that'll get in trouble. (laughs) A piece of cake? You gotta be specific with me, you know that. You know me better. Um, I don't believe you have a wife that you need to tell. Okay, then I won't tell her. Okay. All right. All right, so we have a dog. A dog named Cam. The dog named Cam is from Ireland. Northern Ireland, to be exact, because I know you wanted to know. Okay. This dog ended up completing a full marathon in January. Oh. The dog was living in a motel near the marathon starting point. Decided to join the race. After he just kept seeing people run by the, the hotel room. Organizers decided to award him a finisher medal for completing the 42 kilometer, which is a little over 26 miles. Mary, a marathon is 26.2. He completed it in 11 hours and 30 minutes. He completed it faster than I would. We wouldn't complete it. 26 miles would take us a week. I actually don't believe that's true because you and I did seven miles one time. Yeah, and I almost died. (laughs) I was begging you to just pull me by the hair. 
which for the record, Johanna would not do. And really the only thing I didn't get to was offering her money for it. Cause I'm pretty sure she'd have done it for money. <laughs> I mean, I suppose since I was the one that drove, you could have just sat down and said, well, you can come get me when you're done. I didn't think about that. I was too dehydrated, depressed and exhausted. It was your idea. Delusional. It was your Dehydrated, depressed, and delusional. It was your idea. I was delusional before we started. It was the last day of our vacation. We hurried back to do this from vacation. Nobody's... All right, we were exhausted on top of everything else. We're not right. We didn't have a good... You can't listen to anything I say. We did not have a good breakfast or good coffee that morning either. You can't listen to what I say. Not right. I will keep that in mind. Okay. Don't forget, we have 5K in July. There's wine at the finish line. Oh, my God. Wine at the finish line. That's the only thing that's holding me up. All right. Do you have any tidbits for us? I do. That, that was a tidbit. I meant, do you have more? I do have another tidbit. You want okay. one more? I ha- I have, yeah, I'll have one, and then you can do one, okay? I would love that. The U.S. Coast Guard rescued three people and two dogs that were stuck after floating out into the water near Kodiak Island, Alaska, on a giant pink flamingo. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The giant flamingo was blown off course in heavy winds before getting stuck on a cropping of offshore rocks. All right. Let's back up just a minute. How do you steer a giant pink flamingo? I don't really know. Or does any wind blow you off course? How are you even on course in a pink flamingo? I don't have any answer to that. But this summer, I'm going to try it on somebody's giant unicorn. Although not out in the waters of Alaska. Good, because I'm not joining you there. But you will be joining me on a pink and white and rainbow colored unicorn. Because it has drink holders. Hell yes, it has drink holders. Hell yes, it's big enough for like 14 people. I know, I'm so excited. Yeah, It's going to be awesome. People are going to take pictures and post them, you know. We'll take pictures and post them. What are you talking about? I know, but maybe we'll go viral. It'll be fun. All right. All right. Right. So the thing you need to know is that the currents in this area turn rough really quickly. It gets deep very quickly, and the water is very cold. Duh, you're in Alaska. No shit. Alaska State Home Troopers. Home of the people. <laughs> <laughs> Alaska State Troopers determined that the conditions made a water rescue too dangerous, and they contacted the Coast Guard for help. I was going to say thin the herd, leave them there. The dogs were innocent. Sorry. I forgot about the dogs. The Coast Guard removed the people and the dogs one at a time, lifting them into a helicopter and leaving the flamingos sitting on the (gasps) rocks a good distance from shore. Oh, no. Thankfully, no one was injured in this bizarre incident that could have turned out tragically in a very short amount of time. Yeah, it could have. Had someone not spotted them, this could have had a whole different ending. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it would. It, yeah. Yep. All right. An 11-year-old pianist. Pianist? Pianist. Pianist. Whatever. She plays the piano. Piano player. An 11-year-old piano player. Okay. Who is far more talented than either one of us. <laughs> You've never heard me play the piano. Oh, she's far more talented than either one of us. Trust me. You've never heard me play the piano. I don't need to. I know what they're going to from. <laughs> Wow. Dresses an alligator. Hold on, wait. Can you repeat that phrase, please? An 11-year-old piano player. Dresses as an alligator. I'm glad that that I had you re-say that because 
I missed the as Anne, and I thought you said that she dressed an alligator. Nope. She dresses as an alligator. Okay. All right. She Thank goes you for the out, clarification. She goes out and gets into one of the cages at the Thailand Zoo. Oh, my God. And she plays a piano and gives the lemurs company. She gives them weekly performances. She goes out there every week. She plays the piano for the lonely lemurs. Because with the COVID, people have not been going to the zoo. So some of the animals who are very social have gotten lonely. So her name is Silanga Supat. She has been spending her quarantine keeping the animal residents of the Kao Kiao Open Zoo occupied with her piano performances. Oh, Why does she put on an alligator costume, you ask? Sure. She puts on an alligator costume so she can blend in with them. The lemurs, the mercats, the hippos, the zebras, because that's who makes up her audience. Okay. She plays Thai folk and pop songs. She gets in the lemur exhibit. She plays, and the lemurs often join her by jumping on the piano and hitting the keys, <laughs> and they have a good time. She says, I don't mind. It's as, it's as if they are playing music with me because she enjoys helping the animals relax. She offers them some company because the zoo's attendance, as I said, is very low due to COVID-19. Right. The lemur's amusement has been, a, has been infectious, and the zoo director notes that other animals are reacting as well, saying that the animals that can hear her playing seem to become very curious, and a lot of the animals appear to enjoy her music. Aww. So yes, she actually dresses in an alligator costume. And takes her keyboard with her and plays piano music for the animals. I wonder how she came up with this idea. I have no idea, but she's obviously much more creative than we are. Musically, as well as imaginatively. That was awesome. I know. I love shit like that. Very cool. A lot of shit like that. All right. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right, Mary. Yeah. I have a story for you. Ooh, all right. Mary. Yes. Just pick up your wine glass, sit back and listen. I'm going to share with you 35 stupid ways to die. Are we trying any of them out today? I'm not, but you feel free. I'd rather not. Not, No, not if I have a wine glass in my hand. That would be stupid. Well, at least finish your wine first. Or give me your wine glass before you try it. I don't share wine well. I would beg to differ. I know. You're very generous with me. I know. Okay. All right. Let's learn how... To die. In my research, I thought, I kind of want to go back as far as I can where I feel like there are reasonably actual records. You know what I mean? Like, like good records. Okay. So, our first one takes place in July of 1518. Because they kept good records then? Because some things were recorded quite well. Okay. Do we have photos? This one, there are not photos, but I found a lot of references to this incident. Okay. All right. Several people in Strasbourg died of heart attacks, strokes, and exhaustion during an unexplained dancing mania where people took to the streets and danced endlessly for days. I think I prefer not to go that way. You don't want to dance yourself to death? I've seen us dance. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to be pretty. Nobody wants to see us dance. Not going to be pretty. I I feel like I could say with 
pretty decent certainty that people would not realize we were dancing. They would expect that we're having some sort of seizure. They would call paramedics. Yes, they would. Absolutely. Okay. 1567. Hans Staninger in Bavaria, which is now Austria, broke his neck after tripping on his own four and a half foot long beard. That is not where I thought you were going. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Get your mind out of the gutter. I thought that is not even real. How could she even think that was real? (laughs) Okay, I can see the beard. I can see the beard. I can see the beard. That's not where I thought you were going. Okay. As a side note, he apparently typically kept it rolled up and in a pouch, like around his waist. He kind of would have to. But how much does that shit weigh? I know. Crazy, right? You're going to hurt your back. So, yeah. Yes, this man had this insane beard. All right. And he killed himself. Died. In 1667, a young man named James Betts died from asphyxiation after being sealed into a cupboard by a girl who was trying to hide him from her father. It happened at a college. How small was the cupboard? And most cupboards aren't quite that airtight. 1667. Not airtight. My guess might be that perhaps he, like, kind of folded himself in a way that it constricted his diaphragm. Or she forgot about him. Something. Shoved a blanket in. later. So I wonder why Jose hasn't been to see me recently. James. You mean James. Um, Maybe she shoved a blanket in on top of him in case her father looked in there. Like, I have no idea. Okay. Broke that relationship right up. Yeah, it did. 1687. All right. Jean-Baptiste Lully. Okay. He was a French composer. Nice accent. Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> he stabbed himself in the foot <gasps> with a staff while conducting a concert. No. This was a standard form of conducting. You know, nowadays people they like to little tiny and they like wave their arms. Well, back then they used to thunk, thunk, thunk the floor with a, with a staff. He stabbed himself in the foot with his staff. Was there a big giant Jesus Christ right in the middle of the concert? I wasn't there. I don't know. The foot became infected and then it turned gangrene. Yes. But Lully declined to have it amputated because he still wanted to be able to dance. And the infection killed him. Okay. November 1816. Let me skip ahead a little bit. Oh, we sure do. We skipped the entire 1700s because apparently no one died stupidly in the 1700s. Not, I, I didn't find any that were entertaining. Okay. Stupid but not entertaining. We need entertainment by death. Okay. Entertainment by death. Governor Morris. Governor? Governor. Morris. Governor. That was his first name, not a title. Governor Morris. Oh, that was his name. Yes. Yes. Okay. He was a founding father of the U.S., author of the preamble to the Constitution, signer of the Articles of Confederation, and a signer of the U.S. Constitution. Sounds like an important man. Morris died from an infection caused when he used a whaleboat to try... To dislodge a blockage in his urinary tract. What? He shoved it down his penis. You mean up his penis? Into his penis. A whale bone? Yeah, he probably had a kidney stone that he was trying to pass and it got stopped. I believe that's what they make doctors for. 1816, Mary. They had doctors in 1816. He's a man. You know what that means. I don't need a stinking doctor. I can fix this myself. I can shove a whale whale bone up my penis and die. Seriously, it killed him. Got an infection. Killed him. But the most important question is, did he die with a kidney stone? 
Not a fucking clue. Wow, you're not much help. June 17th, 1871. Oh, all right. We're getting there. Clement Bellingham. He was a lawyer. We already know this can't end well. He was defending his client who was accused of murder. Okay. During the trial, he was demonstrating how he believed the victim may have shot themselves. And he accidentally shot and killed himself. Because there's a loaded revolver in the courtroom? The good news is his client was acquitted. Six. <laughs> okay, so the next question is, does the lawyer get charged with murder? Or is it suicide? Also. Because he didn't mean to. So it's not suicide. So now it's murder. Well, he but didn't it's murder not premeditated. He not, didn't murder himself. He did. He shot himself and he died. It was an accident. It was not premeditated. It was an accident. You don't know that. He might have been getting out of a bad marriage. Also, I want to know, did his did his client have to pay his bill? Oh, that's a good question. Well, any smart lawyer gets money up front. This was 1871. I, I, I don't know what the laws were. I don't know how things worked back then. Three chickens and a plug of tobacco. Something. You can have my first ex-wife. You don't want her. I don't want her. <laughs> December 19th, 1881. Sir William Payne. Died from severe internal injuries sustained in a hunting accident when he fell on a turnip. Turnips don't have sharp edges. No, they don't have sharp edges. You can't get stabbed by a turnip. I didn't say he got stabbed. He he died of internal injuries. Now, here's my question. How big was this turnip? A, how big was the turnip? B, why was there a turnip laying on the ground? Because they, they, they grow into the they ground. They do grow and They do. So then my next question was... And they're hunting. What are they hunting for? Turnips? Turnip slugs. The jelly green turnip. <laughs> was there a jelly green turnip hunting season? Yes. You have to get licensed for it. <laughs> but only in Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, Justin hasn't heard that yet. <laughs> he will. <laughs> It'll be next on his list. Okay, so we have we have this man who went on a hunting expedition and died. So was there a random turnip on the ground? He stepped on it, fell, and landed on something else. Like I, this one, I was so intrigued by it, but I just felt like I really there were just not enough details here to satisfy my curiosity. Who leaves random turnips? I mean, I've heard of like putting like. Stuff across the road. So maybe the, maybe the turnips were put out as bait. Bait for what? Miscellaneous hunters? The animals they were trying to hunt. Like you bait a deer with carrots and stuff. Oh. See, I'm oh. thinking here. I'm deer's thinking. like deer's like um, beets because dad used to plant beets for them. These Turn are turnips. Up. Oh, turnips. I don't know about turnips. So, I don't he have any. He wasn't baiting me, that's for sure. I have no answers here. Okay. All right. Moving on. July 1st, 1884. This is a name I'm you trying might, to look serious here. I know. This is a name you might be familiar with. Because we have done a story on our, I believe, our other podcast that involved this name. All right. Alan Pinkerton. Mm-hmm. Do you know who he was? Mm-hmm. And who was Alan Pinkerton? He started the Pinkerton Agency. He hired the first woman Pinkerton agent, and she was the best Pinkerton agent he'd ever had. Yes. And she the Pink- started the Secret Service Agency. He put her in charge of... What ended up being the Secret Service yes, Agency. Yes, correct. Yes. She Alan, saved Abraham Lincoln's life. Yes, she did. All right. Alan Pinkerton, the founder of the Pinkerton Agency, tripped and fell on the sidewalk, biting his tongue. 
which turned gangrene and killed him. I did not find that in my research. There but you I go. wasn't I wasn't researching Alan Pinkerton. Yet. Right. Yeah, that's how he died. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. You'd think they could have just chopped that thing right right off. When it started turning gangrene, they could just like <laughs> Whatever, you, you can still be alive I today. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> this one, the death itself isn't bizarre, but there's a bizarre fact that goes with it. Okay. April 6th, 1923. Frank Hayes, 23-year-old horse jockey, Died of a heart attack while in the middle of a race. Did he win or lose? His horse crossed the finish line first with him still on the horse's back. He took first place. Woo-hoo! Go, Frank. Go, Frank. You got it. You got it. I want to know. He got the first place trophy and it was buried with him. I want to know, did they realize he was dead or were they like... Why is he not getting off the horse? No, I'm sure they didn't know he was dead at first. How would you know? You're clutching those reins so tight. Probably his his muscles just froze. It's called cadaveric spasm, yeah. Not the point. Stop proving your smartness. Stop proving my dumbness. No, I was agreeing <laughs> with you. You're correct. If he was so clutching he's hanging them, on he's, really tight, so he's not going to fall off. And he clutch, they clutch with their knees, yes, too. Yes, they do. So if everything just kind of froze up, no, he wouldn't fall off and they wouldn't go, wonder why he's not going to, no, they're not going to know he's dead until he goes, ooh, <laughs> hits the ground. <laughs> or until they go up to congratulate him. Anyway, yeah, we need, we need video. You, you're going to have to video for this one. <laughs> January 7th, 1948. But the horse took first place. I'm so he proud. Did. It he might did. have been his only first place trophy he ever got, too. No, no details about that. Sorry. Just, just hypothesizing. All right. Which is a real word. Congratulations. You, thank you very much. You used a real word today. Doesn't always happen. <laughs> January 7th, 1948. Thomas Mantell. A pilot of a... Any relation to the Mantell sisters? <laughs> what? <laughs> Another sip. <laughs> Thomas Mantell, a no. pilot of a P-51 Mustang fighter plane, crashed and died while chasing a UFO. It didn't work out so well for him. He is the only recorded death in U.S. history involving a UFO. That's one unlucky bastard. All right. 1974. Now, I'm just going to tell you that his name is spelled Basil. Okay. But because he's from England, it was suggested to me that his name is pronounced Basil. Baz. It's Basil. Basil. Basil, Basil? Brown. Basil Brown. Brown is not an English name. I don't have the answer. Basil Brown. Basil Brown. Okay. Basil Brown. A health advocate from Croydon, England. Consumed more than 70 million units of vitamin A and more than 10 gallons of carrot juice in just 10 days. Why? Health reasons. Eyesight? Health reasons. Okay. His skin turned bright yellow, and he died of liver failure. I don't even... I, I don't... I'm just... Mary, I have people that come into my work that I do have to explain to them that it doesn't matter if it's good for you. Too much of a good thing is bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are, I got no other words. My words, like, they're like circling in my head, like a runaway UFO. <laughs> runaway UFO? <laughs> I don't think they circle, Mary. You don't know that. Can you prove that wrong? All right, ready? All right, moving on. March 5th, 1977. Tom Price, a race car driver, mm-hmm. was racing in the South Africa Grand Prix. Good for him. When he hit and killed Frederick Jan van Vuren at 170 miles per hour as van Vuren ran across the track to put out a burning car. The fire extinguisher that had been in van Vuren's hands went flying, hit Tom Price in the head, and killed him instantly. So they both died? They both died. They both died. They both died. And the burning car is probably still burning? Today. Today. <laughs> yes. It's the never-ending burning car. Yes, it's, it's a 40, It is forty-four years later, and it's that a car. Forty-four to, years later, and that car is still burning. It's a tribute to the drivers. Yes, who died on the track. Yes. <laughs> yes. In 1978, Kurt Godel developed an obsessive fear of being poisoned. Now, this is a very educated man. He was an American mathematician and some other stuff. Developed an obsessive fear of being poisoned, and he would only <clears throat> consume food that had been prepared by his wife. Who was trying to poison him? No, his wife became ill and was hospitalized, and Kurt starved to death. Mental health awareness, people. Mental health awareness. Get the help. That's almost like premeditated suicide. Premeditated murder? I don't even have a word. 1979. We do have words that are not appropriate. Some of them aren't even real. I don't believe that there are many words we haven't used on our podcasts. Appropriate or inappropriate. We haven't used observative. (laughs) <laughs> we just did. <laughs> I think I just snotted on myself. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time one of us has snotted on ourselves on a nope. podcast. Okay. Continue. 1979, John Bauer, 20, from New Hampshire, was killed when a 40-pound model plane, shaped like a lawnmower, crashed into the stands during a halftime show at Shea Stadium. I have a lot of questions on that one. We're just going to leave them up in the air where they are. Where the plane should have been? The UFO. Yeah. No, no. That was a plane shaped like a lawnmower that crashed into him. Yeah, that should have stayed up in the air, too. All right. Who wants a plane shaped like a lawnmower? Why? 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 I don't have any answer. I got nothing. February 2nd, 1982. Okay. A lot of things happened in 1982. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of them. Okay. David Grunman was shooting... At cacti. Why? For fun. That's not fun. They can't run. Near Lake Pleasant, Arizona. Not. They can't run. With a shotgun. Now, Mary, you have been to Arizona. Yes, I have. Remember how big the cacti get there? Some of them are extraordinarily large. Yes. Thousands of pounds worth of large. And the bigger they are, the sharper their little needle thorns are. Also, the heavier they are. So he was shooting at the cacti with a shotgun when a four-foot-long limb broke off of one of the cacti he had been shooting and crushed him to death. Good. Then the herd. For the record. I'm sorry. When No, when you shoot objects that can't run, it's not real sportsmanlike. No, you're an asshole. Yeah. Unless you're on the shooting range shooting at a target, you're an asshole. Yeah, those aren't targets. They're cactus. They can't run. They can't defend themselves. Well, not only that, but... I don't know what kind of cacti he was shooting, although I okay. venture a guess based on 
the fact that a four-foot limb crushed him to death. The saguaros are actually protected. You can't even dig one up on your property without permission. Here's my last observation on this. Your dog is very needy today. She's emotionally. You're shooting a cactus with a shotgun. Yeah. Four-foot limb falls off and crushes you to death. How the fuck close are you to the cactus that you get hit by the limb? Honest to God. Like, as close as you and I? I don't know, but I hope it hurt. Sure it did. I hope it was slow. All right. Okay. 1983. Moving on. Dick Wertheim, a tennis linesman. And do you know what a tennis linesman does? Probably not the guy that lines up the tennis balls. No. He probably puts the lines on the tennis court. No. Does he make sure they're all straight? Because no. if they're not, no, tennis players are all fucked up. <laughs> they are. They run. Yeah. Anyway. So the linesmen actually watch the lines, and if balls bounce on the lines, they call out or they call in or you know. Okay. What I mean? so right. That's what the, the tennis that's linesmen do. That's an important, do. important job. And that's a lot of times, super important. a lot of times, they actually sit up in an elevated chair. I've seen them like a lifeguard. Yes, so that they have a better view of the whole line. I thought it was just to make them feel important. So Dick was struck by a ball while he was sitting in his chair. He was struck by the ball in the groin. He was struck so hard it toppled his chair backward. Dick hit his head on the hard tennis court surface when his chair went backward. You think? And he died several days later. Which is exactly why tennis linemen now have to wear helmets. Here's what I will tell you. I have a son that played varsity tennis. He was very good. Won a lot of matches, competitions, etc. One day he wanted me to practice with him. He just needed somebody that could hit the ball back over the fence at him. Over, over the... Over the fence? Over the, the net. Because some people play with nets and some people play over fences. Mary can testify, I am not a good tennis player. It's like us playing piano. (laughs) Not a sight to behold. (laughs) No. In fact, as a visual guide for our listeners, when I play tennis, it looks like I'm trying to golf with a tennis racket and a tennis ball. I am very not good at tennis. My son served the ball and it slammed straight into my face. I know how bad it hurt. I told him I would never, ever walk onto a tennis court with him again, even though it was an accident. He was a high schooler. I cannot imagine getting hit by a ball served by a professional tennis player. Well, I imagine there's only probably one person on earth who could have imagined that, and now he's dead. Imagine the force. If he had had a helmet, he'd have been fine. Imagine the the force it has to take to hit him in the groin and knock his chair backwards. If he'd have been wearing a helmet, he might have been with us today. Should have been wearing a cup, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's a dangerous tennis. is a dangerous sport. All right. Anyway. Another 1983 here one for you. Because apparently the 1983s were a very deadly decade here. 1983s were I mean, the, deadly the 1980s, decade. Jesus. The deadly decade. Apparently the 1980s were a deadly decade. Um, <laughs> the 1983s were a deadly decade. Kiss my ass. the only one who has problems with the English language. 1983. Jimmy Ferrazzo. And I'd actually heard about this one before. He was a bouncer at the Condor Club in San Francisco. Ooh. He died while having sex with his girlfriend on top of a grand piano. 
This particular grand piano was attached to a hydraulic mechanism that lowered the piano from the ceiling. There's a joke here somewhere. <laughs> While in the act, Jimmy accidentally activated the mechanism, raising the piano and pinning him between the piano and the ceiling, suffocating him. I hope he was on top. His girlfriend survived the accident. She was on the bottom. I just want to know, do you think she ever had sex again? Did you think she... Never mind, I'm not going there. No, I don't think she orgasmed. <laughs> That's where I was going. Thank you very much for completing that thought. That's why we work so well together. 1987. Poor guy. He didn't get to come and go at the same time. <laughs> Haven't you heard? Didn't you learn this in sex ed? Men can't come and go at the same time. My husband thinks they can. Your husband needs to go back to sex ed. It is physically impossible for men to be coming and going at the same time. I think there's some men you can't teach anything to, but that's okay. Continue. I know. I've been married to him. Not my husband. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awkward. No. No. Yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> I meant no. I have not been married to your husband. Good to know. Thanks, Honey, don't you have something to tell me? Well, you know I call him my husband. He is like your, you are like his second wife. Platonic second wife. All right, 1987. Mm-hmm. Franco Brun. Okay. He was a 22-year-old inmate in Toronto, Canada. Okay. How dangerous can that be? He died trying to swallow a pocket-sized Bible. Why? 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 He didn't leave a written note that said, here's why I'm trying to swallow this Bible. Who does that? Who? I'm going to need you to Yeah, a Bible, a pocket-sized Bible. Do you, do you think that when you literally eat the word of God, it makes a difference? <laughs> do you think you went to heaven? I don't honestly believe that God forms his opinion on whether where you get to go on whether you're eating a Bible when you die. <laughs> <laughs> Worth a try. I will not find that one out. So I'm sorry. I don't have a pocket-sized Bible available. All right. And I don't need one sent to me either. Thank you. I am buying you one for Christmas. Bullshit. Wow. Guess what you're eating one page at a time. <laughs> hey, Hunter, I made snacks. <laughs> Deep fried Bible pages. Brownies. Cheese covered Bible pages. Gluten free cookies. No grain. <laughs> High fiber, though. Hell yeah. And the word of God. Inscribed <laughs> inside each bar. <laughs> Mary, what's this odd color to our drink today? It's the word of God. The word of God. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Continue. This is our last 1980s. Okay. One. Oh, darn it. I was enjoying the oh, decade you of are 80s. Going, <laughs> you are going to love this one. Because this one is karma at its fucking finest. Jesus Christ. Michael Godwin. A convicted murderer was originally sentenced to die in the electric chair, but he had his sentence reduced to life in prison. One day, while sitting on the metal toilet in his cell, attempting to fix a broken TV set, he bit into the wires connected to the TV and he died from electrocution. On the toilet. <laughs> on the fucking <laughs> toilet. He electrocuted himself. Yeah. I just got it. <laughs> yeah. Just Karma. got it. Karma. Just got it. He died from electrocution. Yep. <laughs> On the toilet. The only thing better is if, you know, a New York alligator would come up and bit him in the ass. <laughs> All right. Hello, Apple. Sorry. 1989. 
1996. <laughs> yes. Mark Gleason attempted to cure his snoring problem. His girlfriend really didn't care for his snoring. Most girlfriends don't. By taking sleeping pills and stuffing tampons into his nostrils. Tampons. Tampons. How big are these nostrils? Apparently they're tampon size. Um, wrestlers frequently put tampons in their noses during matches when they won't stop bleeding. Do you leave the string attached for easy unassertion? Well, the tampons that the wrestlers use are actually made. They're called nose plugs. They're, they're made they're for stuff. They're not tampons. They're tampons minus the string. They are exactly the same. They look the same. They're shaped the same. The only thing missing is the string. Why wouldn't you have a string? They could get stuck up there. Because when you're wrestling, the last thing you want is your opponent grabbing the string on your tampon and pulling it out. <laughs> what the hell? Distracted. He's distracted. <laughs> it's just in case our listeners are unaware, it is starting to thunderstorm here, so you may hear some thunder on the recording. It is pouring. It, it is, is pouring a- rain, and I just heard thunder rolling. So, And it was sunny and blue skies when I got here. All right. Welcome to Michigan. All right. All right. Anyway, so, I totally, I have no clue where we went. We got some tampons in somebody's nose. Mark Gleason. Okay. Snoring, snoring. Snoring. Sleeping pills and tampons in the nose. Okay. He suffocated. Sleeping pills slowed his breathing rate. Yeah. He already had a breathing. stopped pro- his breathing. He already had a problem with breathing because that's why he snored. Wow. Okay. So if you have a snoring problem, don't put tampons. Don't up take your nose. sleeping pills and put tampons in your nose. One you or the die. other. One or the other, but not both. Although I'm gonna tell you right now that if my husband comes to bed with tampons, <laughs> up his nose, first of all, I'm gonna go. Where the hell did you get those? The store. My husband would not go to buy the store and buy tampons. I bet you, if if his favorite niece asked him to, he would do it. That's kind of iffy. I think if she was like, Uncle Larry, I really need some tampons. I think we should test that theory out one of these days. <laughs> All right. We'll get right anyway. on that. Okay. All right. All right. No, no tampons oh. in the nose. I love this one. This one might have actually made me happy writing it. And the guy on the toilet who electrocuted himself didn't? Oh, this one makes me even a little happier. Okay. 1999. Bring it up. Four Palestinian terrorists attempted to detonate car bombs in Israeli cities. The bombs were scheduled for 6 p.m. Okay. But due to a miscommunication about Israel being on a different time zone than the rest of the Middle East countries, all four terrorists blew up when their own car bombs detonated while en route to their destinations. Oh, that's a fucking shame. I know. Oh, my God. So... Yeah, that would be karma at its finest, right oh, there. Oh, right there. That's I'm telling karma you. at its fucking finest. 2004. We're getting a little closer to, to modern day. Philip Quinn from Washington died when a lava lamp that he was heating up on his stove... Ex- no! No, he did it! <gasps> what the... F- we really need video on this one. We do. We need video. Who the fuck? He's a... <laughs> I can't even say how long, because... It's so bad. Who, who the hell? He's a lava lamp up on their stove. And is it electric or gas? I don't know. Okay, sorry. How did he die? The lava lamp he was heating on his stove exploded and sent a piece of shrimp, shrapnel directly into his heart. Okay. I'm going to be all calm and shit now. 
look. I'm going to sit here and be real calm. and Here, let me fill your glass. Have a drink. I have been, which is why I haven't been calm. Which yes. is why we need a little video, because some of this would be just... I'm playing your part today. <laughs> Mary is speaking with her hands. My hands, my body, my face, everything I can get to move. Yes, I'm playing Johanna. All right. In 2005, an unnamed man died from injuries that he sustained while having anal sex with a stallion. I understand why he's unnamed. Here is my question. Was he the top or the bottom? When it comes to a horse, there isn't a top or a bottom. It's side to side. There's no top, no bottom. I'm saying, was he giving or receiving? Was he's he pitching receiving. or was he pitching or catching? He's catching. He is very much catching with a stallion. I also didn't include it in here, but I did come across a woman who died from having an allergic reaction after so, having horse. Nope. After having sex with a German Shepherd. Stop telling me to drink and then saying shit like that. It wasn't her German Shepherd. Oh, which is why she was allergic? No, because it's not her German Shepherd, it's someone else's. She met the man online. And I don't know how we just don't have sex with dogs. I don't know whether she went looking for someone who owned a dog that would be willing to let her have sex or whether the guy proposed it. I'm not sure so how she's allergic it. to the dog. She had allergic reaction to the dog's semen and it killed her. Don't have sex with animals. Really, okay? We'll just cover the whole thing. Don't have sex with animals. How hard is that to understand? 2007. Umberto Hernandez. He sounds like a fun guy was struck in the face and killed by a fire hydrant that had been launched into the air after it was hit by a passing car. Oh my God. How hard do you hit a fire hydrant? Have you ever hit a fire hydrant? No. Me either. I'm not that dumb. I can't imagine the force it would take. They're not, they're not just sat on top of the water No, source. those are like majorly, yeah, yeah. Passing car hit the fire hydrant, broke it off. The water pressure sent it flying through the air where it struck him and killed him. He went clean. Hopefully he went fast. Hopefully he never saw it coming. Maybe he came and went at the same time. Oh, God, Mary. <laughs> All right. 2008. All right. Judy Zagorski. Oh, we got a woman. I actually read about this one. This one's kind of sad. I thought maybe you read about all of them. No, this isn't the first time I'm hearing about any of them. <laughs> no, I actually remember reading about this one when it happened. Judy Zagorski died from blood force trauma injuries sustained when a 75-pound spotted eagle ray leapt out of the water and knocked her over, causing a head injury. The ray also died in the incident. <gasps> That's sad. They both died. That's sad. I'm an, I'm an animal lover. I know. 2009. 2009. 2009, a 14-year-old boy from China was killed when the pneumatic cylinder in the office chair he was sitting in exploded. Excuse me? The pneumatic cylinder? It's yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Makes it go up and it goes. Yeah. Yeah. It exploded. Yeah. It exploded and it killed him. Okay. All right. I'm glad we're not sitting in office chairs. Yeah. I don't have any office chairs at this point in time. Okay. Nor am I getting any now. 2010, Jimmy Hesselden. He was the owner of Segway Inc., the Segway company. You know, you know what a Segway is, right? Yeah. Okay. 
He died after he accidentally drove his Segway off a cliff. Okay, I don't know what a Segway is. I lied. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Listeners, I have to look up Segways so I can show my sister a picture here. Hang on. So these are what Segways are. They're these little oh, okay. motorized okay. two-wheel vehicles things okay. that you I've can I've heard of called something else, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. So he accidentally drove off a cliff in that? Yeah. All right. Speculation is... He was drunk. No, he wasn't, but speculation was that He's he... Lying. He, speculation is that he was trying to avoid a person coming near him, and he, like, backed up on it, not realizing how close the edge of the cliff was, and Most he went over the cliff. cliffs have little rails, little fences, little guard things that stop you from toppling over, please. I don't have anything I can share with you other than lots of reports that he died after accidentally driving his Segway off a cliff. Okay. 2012, a man in Florida died after he choked on arthropod body parts during a cockroach eating contest. God rest his soul, he deserved to die. Wow. 2013, this one I feel like this is a lesson that you and I need to pay close attention to here. You have my absolute 100% abrupt attention. A fisherman in Belarus. We're not going to Belarus. Bled to death. After he was bitten by a beaver that he had grabbed to have his picture taken with. I'm not grabbing a beaver. No. And I don't do selfies with wild animals. Well, he wasn't trying to do a selfie. He wants somebody else to take his picture with the beaver. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not taking your picture with a beaver, an octopus, a shark, a tiger, or anything. Wow, you're mean. I know. Where's well, your sense of adventure? I like you alive. Okay. Okay. We'll go with that. All right. How about this one? This one could happen to us. I've seen beavers. They're cute. They, but They are cute, but okay. I wouldn't try to approach one. Well, no, they're wild animals. Leave them the hell alone. Uh, yeah. First of all, between their teeth and their tail. You're going to get hurt. You're and they have claws, hurt. too, on their... I didn't even think about that part. You're going to get hurt. Don't be an idiot. Sweet. All right. Where were you when he was grabbing the beaver? Uh, not in Belarus. Oh, okay. 2014. Peng Fan, a Chinese chef. Yes, love him. Died after being bitten by a cobra head that he had cut off 20 minutes earlier while preparing a pot of soup. There are so many places to go with this one. I'm not going any of them. I'm not, I'm not going, no, no, no. I just didn't hear what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume the snake head is still moving. Because whether it's nerves or whatever are still yes. twitching. And the jaws clamp down and release the venom. Yes. It's actually a very well-known fact that snake heads can open and close for quite a, a while after they have been suffered. All right. We we won't do that one either. Okay. I You know, I honestly haven't found anything on your list that I think would be awesome to try. <laughs> okay. Well, how about this next one? Okay. 2015. All right. Near Doncaster, England. Ooh. A man named Stephen, we're going across the pound, died of asphyxiation. Ooh, probably not in the cupboard. After getting his head stuck in a rabbit hole while rabbit hunting. Oh my god. You want to do that one? You and I have jumped down a lot of rabbit holes. <laughs> we have. I don't think we've ever gotten our head stuck though. But if you and I go rabbit hunting and the rabbit gets away, we're going to let it go. We are going to let it go. <sighs> they call it rabbiting over there. When you rabbit hunt, they call it rabbiting? Okay. 
Thin the herd. That's all we got. I'm thinning. We're we're thinning the herd. Remember, I told you this was thirty five stupid ways to die. We're living up to our name. Yes, yes, you are. You are. Twenty seventeen. Robert Dreyer crashed his car into a fire hydrant, and then he died when he was swallowed, car and all, by the sinkhole that opened up as a result of the broken water main that the accident caused. That one's kind of horrific. A little bit. He was 89 years old. <gasps> he should not have been fucking driving. Take his license away. Seriously. There comes a point in time where you just take their license away. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> That's a horrific way to go, too. 2018. It's our last three right here, okay? All right. Number three. The decade of the 2018s. <laughs> 2018. Sam Bollard. 29 years old. Keep his age in mind. 29. 29. Died from a roundworm infection that he had contracted from a garden slug that he had eaten on a dare eight years earlier. Okay, so he ate a garden slug when he was 21. I looked this up. 20. 20. 21. Okay, 21. The garden slug had Had roundworms. Yep. Which then infested his body and he didn't know it. Correct. How can you not know it? Don't they because show up some, in your poop? Some roundworm infections are asymptomatic beyond what you would find in your poo, and a lot of people don't ever look. You don't look at your poop. I didn't say I don't. Who I didn't say I did. There are a lot of people who don't look. They wipe, they flush, they don't ever look. You've got to make sure you're healthy. You've got to make sure there's no roundworms in it. Don't eat garden slugs. Listen, while I was researching this, because I didn't understand, because it actually gave me the scientific name of what he died from, and I was like, what the fuck is that? So I actually looked it up, which is well, when I found out that that was the scientific name for a roundworm infection. What I found out was that in the U.S., almost all human uh, cases of roundworm infection come from eating something like ground slugs that are infested with roundworm. That is ridiculous. The stupid thing is that a roundworm treatment is, like, it's really easy to treat a roundworm infection. Right. Yeah. But that if it goes untreated, it's almost always deadly. Oh, man. I'm always, like, when my puppy goes out, I'm always checking her poo. When I clean her poo up, I'm always checking it. Yeah. Okay. Apparently no one's cleaning his poo up. All right. Okay. Number two. All right. 2019. All right. A man in Sri Lanka was trampled to death in front of a crowd who was videotaping by an elephant as he was trying to hypnotize it. Why would you want to hypnotize an elephant? Happened in, like, a national park over there. Did it in front of a crowd. People were videotaping. Elephant trampled his ass. No kidding. He didn't want to be hypnotized. He said, hypnotize this motherfucker. He said, fuck that. I ain't clucking like a chicken asshole. Yeah. Wow. All right, number one. Number one, last but not least. Last but not least. Yes. 2020. All right, last year. Yeah. Wow. The year of the epidemic. A 54-year-old Massachusetts man died after eating a a bag and a half of black licorice a day for approximately three weeks. Why? He likes black licorice a lot. I like black licorice. Well, some people have no self-control. So this man ate 
approximately a bag and a half of black licorice okay. every single day for about three weeks. Okay, so what did that do to him that caused him to die? There's a compound in black licorice that caused his potassium levels to drop so low his heart stopped. Eat a banana between your black licorice bags. You'd be fine. That's insane. It's a real thing. I've actually had people come in and asking us if it's okay to take licorice or to buy and eat licorice. Because people have seen this That's story. Insane. Oh my god. 35 stupid ways to die. 35. You covered them stupid all. Stupid ways to die. You fucking covered them all, girl. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. I can't even begin to explain. Yeah. The, the looks on my faces, my expressions, my arms, my legs. Do you have whiplash now? Holy shit. Does your jaw hurt from flipping your mouth open as often as it did? I'm still picking it up off the floor. What are you talking about? Check, make sure you didn't loosen any of your teeth there. Too late. Too late. Yeah. Holy crap. I told you. 35 stupid ways Woo. to die. All right. Well, um, I will say I had a lot of fun writing this story. Oh, my God. I bet. You can't imagine all the ones I didn't include. I'm not sure how you got on that subject, but I think that that's a good thing that you found that. That's awesome. It was fun. Good job. Um, so thanks to everybody who shared part of their day with us, who stopped by, who listened to this insaneness. <laughs> Insanity. Insanity. Listen to us drink. Whatever. We really, truly hope you enjoyed yourselves today. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. You can email us. We have a Gmail account at TMSIDNTK. That's the initials for the show. We are also on Twitter at TMSIDNTK, and all of those are attached to our Facebook page. If you have suggestions, ideas, comments, something you want us to cover, hey, shoot, shout them out at us because we love new, bizarre, strange ideas, obviously. If you've listened to any episodes of this year, I didn't know that. If you enjoyed yourself, Feel free to, to follow the podcast. It'll automatically download. Leave us a rating and a review. Feel free to share this podcast with anybody and everybody. Even if they don't want to listen, just turn it up at work. If you are a podcaster yourself and you feel like cross-advertising, give us a shout-out. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to listen to you and help you grow your podcast. We um, are located pretty much everywhere you find your favorite podcast, obviously because you're listening to us. Right now, if you haven't shut us off. If you don't like where you're listening to us at, if you have an issue with your podcast streaming choice, just know there are lots of other options out there, yes. and we're on most of them. Yes. Um, the podcast right now is, ho is co-hosted by myself, Mary Swartz, and Hannah Green. Andrew was on vacation. He was supposed to be here, but like I said, he had his eyes dilated. He couldn't drive, so... Hopefully he'll be back next season. next round. Yeah, next round would be good. Not next round of drinks either, because that's coming up shortly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, appreciate your time today. Thanks for spending your day. Have a wonderful day. Bye, guys. Has the Midtown River claimed a fifth victim? The body of another female prostitute was found this morning around five. Another one bites the dust. Let's get out of here. Police are baffled oh, by no. You're going to make the call, aren't you? We need a profiler. He's not going to do it. Yes, he will. Not a chance. I can talk to him. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. What are you, six or something? Hey, he's been out of the game for seven years. He's still he's the rusty. best. Just shut up. Yo. Yo. Hey. It's me. Not going to do it. Long time no here. You've been following the case. I don't know what you're talking about. 
not gonna happen. I just can't seem to get a profile that really sticks on this guy. You never, never, never. I'm retired, boy. Hey, I really need your help on this one, Dad. Oh, man. You come to me. Check. Who's gonna do it? Hell yeah, 
I'm glad you showed up, but I'd have had that bad boy if you'd have gave me one more minute, man. Just yeah, if Frog had wings, he wouldn't bump his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Singing whiskey for my man, beer for my horses. Singing whiskey for my.